All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Aaron here, back once again from the Remote Closing Academy podcast. And in this episode, have a little bit of a treat for you, actually a lot a bit of a treat for you. And that is because we are bringing on our first female guest, Onto the podcast, and this is someone. She's actually had a you know a good amount of experience in the online uh, you know business world in general. Um, she actually used to be an attorney, transitioned more into more like sales type roles, and you know she's going to break down her entire experiences. And there's a lot of little pieces within this interview that I think could really help someone that is just getting started as well. So don't hear you know she's been in this space for a while and think oh I'm like there's no way I can ever get to that point. Just take it from the the standpoint of okay. We're going to hear the entire story from beginning to end of how she got to where she is and some of the little pieces along her journey that helped her get to that point. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Uh, Tosh, first of all, welcome to the uh, to the podcast. Woo! I'm super excited to be here and thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome and thanks for, you know, waking up a little earlier to to get this recorded. So, um, you know, before we jump too deep into to, you know, Remote Closing Academy and, and experience there, you know, we'll we'll talk a ton about that, but I mean, you know, I'm always super curious to, to just re- rewind the clocks a little bit, you know, before remote closing, before you even know that Cole Gordon was a person, right? What, uh, you know, how did you, I guess, what were you doing before, before all that? So I guess my whole life, I've been an entrepreneur. So I've been somehow involved in sales or, you know, but not the specific of tactics or techniques or mindset just like an idea of, hey, we're always selling, we're always communicating stuff, uh, we're always pitching our products. So I'm actually an attorney. I went to law school and then I have I have an MBA here in the United States. I'm originally from Mexico and I started my career when I was 21. And I remember that day so vividly because I told my dad, my dad happens to be a medical doctor and very successful guy. Um, send me to one of the most expensive schools in law in Mexico. And then one day I say, dad, I want to be an entrepreneur. And he was like, no, no, absolutely no. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, why not? And I swear I saw a little tear in his eye and he said, you're going to be a salesperson. Mm. That's what you're going to be. And I was like, well, I'm going to be a businesswoman, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, no, you're going to be a salesperson. And I was like, wow, like that was the first moment in my life where I had a connotation about sales. Mm-hmm. And by connotation, I mean, if the audience doesn't really know what that means, it's like the meaning that you give to words or situations, not the meaning that they have, but the meaning that we give them. So mm-hmm. that was my first approach to sales. And it was very negative. Right. And I was like, wow, that doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, <laughs> it really doesn't. So anyway, I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to ignore him. And so I started my first company and we did very well. Uh, we started selling to government and that was kind of like my first thing. Long story short, you know, after a few years of entrepreneurship in my country, I fall in love with an American guy and I come to the United States. And we go to Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, which is known by, you know, having the smartest people in the world and these like cool careers with Google, Amazon, Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I get an offer from Google and it was like, I don't know, I think it was like $19 an hour. And I was like, 
to work yeah to work with google <laughs> uh, yeah i was like <laughs> uh that doesn't seem like Google. Like that's insane. Uh, especially with the prices in the Bay Area, I was like, no, this is like ridiculous. So you know, I was just like, I don't know if I can take it. I know I'm new in the United States, so I have to start like from zero. And and so I I just asked them if they can hold on to that offer, and they were like, yeah, sure. Like you know, there's not that many people like you in the United States. Like you're bilingual, you're highly educated. So yeah, we'll hold on to that offer. And then I had this like sketchy call <laughs> from a company just like, hey, it seems like you have some like managerial experience. We might want to give you an opportunity to interview for a position here. And at that point, I'm already like filing divorce with my husband. Things didn't go very well. And I'm tired, exhausted. And my ex-husband looks at me and he's like, hey, you don't have another choice. Just go there. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, okay, sure. So I ended up going to this interview. It's a sales position in the financial industry. And that was my first approach to actually selling, like to be in a sales role. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was awesome. awesome. <laughs> nice. I mean... You know, you know what the sales industry is. It's tough, right? It's a lot of like no's and resiliency, but I had a really good mentor. Uh, so I did that for a little bit. And then um, I still, I'm still an attorney, right? So I still went out on my own way to kind of figure out the industry. Because when you work for a company, they're always going to tell you like they're the greatest company, right? And I think as a salesperson, that's actually one of the hardest things that we have to do. It's feel very comfortable with what we're selling with the company uh, to, to just do a great job, right? Like mm -hmm. that, that's part of being a salesperson. You're kind of also doing a little bit of due diligence in the company, right? Yeah. And so I kind of did my own thing. I went back into consulting. I consulted for super high net worth individuals, um, but it was really tough to work with them. <laughs> And so even though the money was good, it was like, well, this is really not scalable. I'm not sure what to do. And at the same time, it was all figuring out the American system, you know, like you're in a new culture. I'm by myself. So that's a little bit of my story. And then I've been kind of going like from job to job in, in the purpose of understanding the industry. So what yeah. industry I'm part of, I'm actually part of the, uh, life insurance industry right and i really like life insurance and this is not a commercial or anything like that yeah. <laughs> but i really like the life insurance industry for three reasons one people have no idea what you can actually achieve with life insurance they think it's just for protection and in reality it's one of those vehicles for tax mitigation hmm. that very few people understand so as the financial and attorney nerd that i am i was absolutely fascinated, like absolutely fascinated. And then also in terms of just basic protection, uh, what most people don't understand is that 80% of the wealth is actually inherited. And it's not because people build big businesses or they were super wealthy, successful, et cetera. It's actually through life insurance. So those families that do not have life insurance, well, they're pretty much setting up their next generations for not having money.
Mm -hmm. right? And so I really got very passionate about it. And I just wanted to understand like more about it. And eventually I realized that there's so many cool things out there, but it's really hard to build a business around them. Mm -hmm. So I literally, after, you know, a few years, I started with RCA and now I'm probably going to get a little bit more into RCA, but basically what I found in RCA, it was that, well, first of all, what is going on with Cole and his brain? I mean, he's so structured. (laughs) Yeah. Cole is like a left brainer turned into (laughs) a right brainer by need or by purpose. Yeah. Like he's, he's a remarkable guy and, and everything he has uh, put together is so well structured. So that is, that's the first thing that really, really got my attention about RCA, just like how well structured, how well put in it was. And then just kind of going through the, through the um, entire thing and just realizing that it's not rocket science, right? It's just like, there is a method. There are techniques, there are tactics, and you just have to follow. And the hardest part, I think, and you tell me what you think about this one, but I think the hardest part about sales is just staying long enough to get really good at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's like, you know, I've, I've been in like the sales, like online world for, you know, the past like seven or eight years. And I think like not only in my own personal experience, but you know, friends that I have within the industry, like it's, we all, I mean, we all started, when we all started, we all were really bad. Like, and it took like, you know, two or three years to really even like understand, okay, like this is like proper communication. This is, you know, how you get that, that idea across and, and, um, you know, get someone to like be on, on your same side of the fence and, and be able to sell whatever that thing is, right. Whether it's a course or just like a simple methodology, you know, um, Mm -hmm. You know, you actually before before we jump too deep into to the RCA stuff, um, you said a couple things that I, I I think a lot of people um, could could get some like value out of and and from like your own personal experience. But um, you know, because my you know I come from a, like my dad was in the military for forty years, so you know when I had that initial conversation with them, you know, I went, went to college for a year and I was like, you know, I just don't feel inside. I was like, I just don't feel like this is for me. Right. I, I don't like textbooks. I don't like, I didn't like school or anything like that. I was like, I'm going to do this YouTube thing. Cause that's, you know, where I was spending my time and, you know, making videos on the internet. And he was like, you're going to what you're going to make videos <laughs> and uh, people are like, how are you going to even make money from that? So, you know, with your experience of, you know, with your dad and, and like, you know, him saying, what do you mean? Like, you're going to get into sales. Like what, what, um, what was happening within your head and, and how did you make that initial jump to say like, okay, I know that like my dad's told me what to do for this amount of time and, and he has my best interest in mind, but what, what made you like take that decision to, to, to take that leap of faith? Uh, I think it's, uh, it, it hasn't actually gone away you know it's like it's a thing that you have to do every single day and I think that's one of the things that nobody really explained to me before and I wish somebody did like every single day we have doubts you know every single day we go through different processes of just like understanding what they're doing and you know it's really funny because in sales sometimes you make a lot of money and sometimes you don't and those days that you don't you're like with my dad in my head like oh you're not gonna make money right yeah, so it's like exactly. damn like I really have to fight those uh those thoughts those ideas and of course my dad I'm very fortunate because I know this is not everybody's situation but my dad definitely has my best interest in mind 
we love each other. We're like a great family. We have our arguments, of course, but but the fact is that he, our parents also know that life is hard. You know that they're just trying to make it as easy as they can for us, and they're trying to give us mm -hmm. the best advice. But at the same time, it's like they are from a different generation. I don't even understand people that are 10 years younger than me. So I don't expect them to really fully understand what's going on in my generation. You know, like I'm actually terrified of being a, a, a mother. <laughs> like uh -huh. I get it. You know, it's like a whole new world. There's so many things out there. Like, yeah, when somebody tells me like, hey, I'm going to do this YouTube thing. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But like full time. <laughs> you know like but like forever <laughs> yeah so so yeah i think it's just for everybody out there who parents uh friends family say no um well you can always stay there you know you can always stay there and then explore that path which is still not going to be easy, right? Like nothing is easy. Or you can try to do what you want and find some fulfillment in, in that. I think we're obsessed with the idea of, um, you know, finding happiness when the whole point is actually being happy in the finding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also too, like, you know, with, um, you know, especially with like TikTok and, 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 and all these like shorter form platforms, like there's a lot of people that sell this like really quick, like, you know, you can make a ton of money in a short amount of time. Right. And, and when people don't make, you know, they're, they're able to, when they're not able to quit their job in, in a week, right. They get discouraged and they're like, Oh, well, you know, kind of like what you said, right. It, it takes, it takes a good amount of time to, to see success in anything. So, you know, to, to be always fed that, that short term, like, oh yeah, you can make a bunch of money in a, in, in a small amount of time. It's just, you know, people get discouraged way, way too quickly, you know? So with, I mean, with you too, cause you, um, you know, you, you transitioned into, to a bunch of different, um, you know, in different avenues with starting your own business and then, you know, moving to, uh, you know, to San Francisco. Um, why do you think that is like, was it from a standpoint of like, just always wanting to grow or, or just back to what you said of, of just learning new industries and just getting really, really deep in and understanding each of them really intimately. I think there's a lot of things, uh, in between, you know, first I want to just kind of touch a little bit on what you just last said sure. about the time frame. you know, uh, just, you said two to three years is usually what it takes just to understand communication, right? But also sales and especially entrepreneurship, it's a mindset game. It's so hard, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and people out there just think like, oh, it's just going to happen in one year or something. And I think for me, I'm a very anxious person, you know, but for me, one of the things that scares me the most about what we're seeing out there with TikTok and other influencers and people selling courses and all these things is that. First, it's not just the lie that these people are putting out there. But what scares me the most is the lack of critical thinking, mm. perspective, and context of people themselves to believe that. It's like they're so desperate. They're so desperate that they choose to believe that horrible, terrifying lie that you're actually going to make it in the next month, two months, six months, seven it's not going to happen that way, right? 
And then they're like, well, they're all scammers. Well, they're liars for sure. They're doing marketing. But where is your critical thinking? Where's that context? Where's that perspective? Dude, reach out to your friends, like analyze, think about it. Like before I joined, joined RCA, I mean, I saw Cole Gordon's like programs like several times, mm-hmm. you know, and the reason why I didn't join immediately, it was for many reasons, obviously, but the first one was like me. I wasn't thinking how good is Cole? How good is the program? I was thinking, how much time do I have? How much time do I have to dedicate to this program? And really, what is my commitment with myself to become really good at sales? Is Mm -hmm. this what I want to do and why? And then once I had those answers clear, then I was able to say, it's not going to be his fault, right? It's going to be my fault. Mm. It's going to be my commitment. And I'm not saying I'm the best person in sales at all. I'm just saying I have an extremely good work ethic, which is the first thing that you should always have. I always try to have critical thinking. It fails sometimes. Look, I got married, right? So <laughs> <laughs> Can't be 100%. <laughs> yeah. I can't always be perfect. But no, but all jokes apart, you know, you definitely have to have some context perspective into the decision making process. And to everybody out there, I hope this really reaches a lot of people. TikTok, social media, anything that comes comes new or that it's here already. Marketing is one thing and you have to be able to filter. You know, especially even I'm going to talk a little bit about my industry. You know, a lot of people tell me like, oh, life insurance, it's just BS. It's like uh, it doesn't exist. They never pay, blah, blah, blah. What's the guarantee? Every guarantee in life, guys, it's about us. If you buy something and you don't read the contract, then there's no guarantee. <laughs> you know, if you buy something and you don't know how to use it, there's no guarantee. If you don't commit to it, there's no guarantee. So the guarantee in life is that there are products and services amazing out there. Sometimes you're very lucky and you're able to see them, right? Through marketing or through a friend or something like that. You're very lucky and you're able to see them. But the only guarantee in life is that you know what you're getting into and you're committed to it. You know, just on the the social media stuff, because we, I mean, my, one of my main roles with Cole is just posting on social media, you know, posting and analyzing trends and making sure everything, everything's working well. And it's, uh, you know, I get, I go through a ton of the comments and it's, it's crazy to see how many, like you can tell someone's mindset based on the comments like that people leave. Right. Cause a lot of people will say like, if they're automatically attacking something as a scam, there's a great chance that they've just been conditioned that way in like, let's say buying some, some sort of other program or, you know, having these negative experiences. And that's the same thing with everything, right? If they, if someone comes into and sees an offer that you know, they don't really have a ton of experience with, or they have had negative experiences with, it's always going to be that preconceived notion of like, oh, this is a scam, you know? Um, But, but I agree. Something Aaron, just in regards to that, because, you know, this is not, this was not, RCA was not the first class curse that I joined. Yeah. I actually wanted to sue somebody in the real estate world because Mm. we all have heard about these stupid programs that they sell, sell you like, $30,000 $30,000 and you're going to get it back in blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You never get it back. 
you never well first of all that's illegal <laughs> you, you i mean you i mean you as a lawyer yeah you know that you, yeah. you can't make no, income as a lawyer, claims <laughs> i was like guys you're coming down <laughs> you're coming down you know? I, don't, I don't want to get sued by like a legit lawyer that that does not sound fun <laughs> that does not sound fun but all these other industries like that's what i that's why i say you have to have some critical thinking okay yeah. i didn't have it when i started I didn't know what the American system was about to offer me or not, you know? So I just thought all those things were normal. And I'm not saying it as an immigrant, I'm saying it just as a young entrepreneur. So every single young entrepreneur and maybe not so young, but new entrepreneur, they have to know that there's ways to vet these classes. Don't buy anything that's like $30,000 and you're going to get it back in the first three months because you're going to find your house and flip it and fix it. And da, 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 da. So not only that, they call you and they upsell you for like $90,000 program. And then you call them and there are all different entities. They're all different entities. So you cannot actually sue them back. So yes, mm. there's a lot of scams out there, like a lot of them. But another thing that really, uh, I really like about RCA, and I don't know the exact term, maybe you do, maybe you don't but you're registered somewhere where it actually makes it legal to sell uh, curses. Uh, I don't know the specifics of that. <laughs> okay. I, I yeah. do because, you know, when I was going through it I, and I don't know the name, I just remember. And I was like, Hey, that's awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely legit things out there. RCA is one of them. So I'm more than happy to share my experience. And if anybody's considering uh, sharpening their sales skills with they should because it's going to be useful everywhere uh, even in your personal life right um, I think that's a great great transition because um, that was gonna be one of my next questions is is you know with with you coming from a ton of your experience because we have like people that come into RCA like uh, all walks of life right like people whether they are you know a previous entrepreneur or um, maybe they're you know working a great example someone actually on the RCA team um, she worked at Disneyland for like four years straight and she came in and now she's you know a team lead and she's super high within the companies is crushes it so all walks of life coming within the program you specifically you know having having the background that you do what what were some of the things that that attracted you to it just to initially get you interested and, and make you want to look more into like, okay, what is this RCA thing? Well, the fact that sales is so vital in the business world. And when I say business, I don't mean you have to be the business owner. You don't have to be the entrepreneur. You just have to be in a business. If you work, if you have a job, you're in business, right? So if you want to move forward in your career, if you want to move uh, forward in your company, or even if you just want to understand how people are able to sell something, an idea, a concept, and you're not, right, then you have to always think about sales. There's, there's no other avenue. There's nothing else out there. People like engineers think like, oh, develop the best product. <laughs> no, dude, somebody has to sell it. <laughs> right so i mean i do come from different backgrounds but at the end of the day sales are the fuel the oxygen of every single company and everybody is selling all the time if you're not selling it's because you're not growing and the moment that you're competing for the same role with somebody else mm. it's gonna make the difference whether you know how to sell yourself or not 
And something I actually realized, you know, while going through some of these uh, calls, trainings with RCA, is that people don't listen. Seriously, like this is this is this is mind blowing. Okay, people don't listen. So in sales, you are that's like one of the biggest skills, right? Yeah. Like you're an active listener. People don't listen. People don't listen what other people are saying. They're listening to whatever they want. Mm -hmm. They're listening to whatever they serves them immediately, not even like in a in a good way. And so that's very scary. I, I think everybody should be actually practicing sales because it includes so many different skills that improve the quality of your relationships, that improve the quality of your own life. Communication is what makes us different from animals. And we're not really taking advantage of it, right? The fact that you're talking to me right now and I'm talking to you and we're listening and you have to listen to what I'm saying just to ask the next question. Mm -hmm. You know, like in, in even our personal conversations, like, oh, I'm just going to finish like listening and then I'm going to tell him what I need to tell him. Right. It's yeah. like dude, communication. So sales for me, uh, when I decided to to do it, like officially was not just about the techniques. Also with RCA was also about the community. As I said before, I struggle with anxiety. So community mindset support is huge. You know, I, I don't know if I'm the only female in the audience in, in your in your show that will admit that, right? Because it's also very vulnerable, but it, it's tough. You know, it's tough and you need that community. I thought RCA was like um, um, an avenue to get to those people. And then, of course, then it was like, okay, now I'm here. Let's look at the at the class. And again, it was like, oh, cool. What planet are you from? You know, it's like so perfectly together. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's you know, talking back, I think you met, mentioned a couple minutes ago too uh, about like how Cole's brain works. And it's like, it's really interesting because we, you know, have a meeting with him basically every day. And like, it's constantly hearing from him and, and just learning from just the little things that he says, even like, because a lot of and he, he admits this too like a lot of the stuff that he talks about is like is is it's really good stuff but it's like it's some, something that he's learned and then like translating it in his own way and it's just really interesting how how he kind of puts it and makes it sound so much more not only more interesting but like i he's one of the first sales trainers that i've met that like i can understand what he's saying and it's not like antiquated old school stuff you know that it's like oh they said that they need to think about it here use this one line and then you're going to get past it right it's, it's it's not communication at that point you know it's just like they're going to say this and you're going to say this so actually let, let me tell you something yeah. about cole uh this is actually for everybody's records in rca i admire cole a lot so in law school i took a class that it's a class specifically uh, to teach you logic, okay? And logic is very important in law because it's the way that you create law, <laughs> right? It has to make sense with every single other piece of regulation out there and it has to flow. That's what this class has. It has logic in a mm. way that, that's why everybody can understand it because it has logic. So it's like, if A, then B, then C, then D, then A, you know, so it really mm -hmm. makes more sense. It's not just like, oh, he has all this information. Yes, he has all this information, but the way that he puts it together, it's very, it, it's 
logic it's logic it's logical yeah. sorry it's logical mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah yeah that that makes a ton of sense because it's it's not just a bunch of information it's it's structured in in the right way and trust me i have i mean when we look at some of the content we put out there too it's like we have uh like excel spreadsheets and google documents you know like you've gone through his stuff he lives by google documents it's 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 hilarious (laughs) um so overall like you know you touched on some of the the pieces of the program like what um you know apart from like the community and and the training like what were some of your i guess like favorite parts or i guess most beneficial parts for for you within your journey the the current position i have just to clarify it's a position where the company they have a really really good script they have a very specific methodology to uh do marketing and sales So in reality, I wasn't able to really apply many of the things that I learned with RCA, okay? But here's the thing. I'm working for a Fortune 600 company, Mm. okay? So obviously, they're going to have a lot, like a very specific program. What I've learned also, because I was in this transition between RCA, uh, when I I started RCA, I was in a transition with a um, registered investment advisory firm. And then this Fortune 600 company, okay? And the and the RIA, the Registered Investment Advisory Firm, uh, they were small. They were small. And what mm. I learned there is that I actually offer that. And that was part of my win post, right? Uh, I actually offered them to help them create that system for their, for their super small firm. And when I say that system, I'm, I'm now I'm gonna talk about like what RCA actually taught me that I, I I didn't have time to implement, but it's definitely there for somebody that wants to do it, right? So I think I can see it because of my background from two different perspectives. One is as an entrepreneur, and the other one is as an employee, as a salesperson. Okay. So as an entrepreneur, you realize that. First, your salespeople, your company needs a system, right? They definitely need to understand how to communicate with people. uh, What are the techniques? What do they have to do just to get them in the door, right? Just to get them in the door. And then once they're there, it's like, how do you actually make sure that you're listening, (laughs) understanding your client, and that you're able to provide a solution and how to communicate that effectively. So now they are interested in actually buying because everybody wants to buy, nobody wants to be sold, right? Mm-hmm. So that is something I learned, you know, as an as an entrepreneur, like, hey, wow, this system. And so when I started looking for a job before this Fortune 600 within RCA, I was thinking, I guess the biggest challenge for uh, salespeople, and I've lived this for the last few years, is finding that company that you can work for that is that has those systems, mm-hmm. right? That has that script, that has that um, marketing to get in, that, you know, so that has the product. So a little bit more advanced, you know, it, it might not necessarily be for, it is for everybody, like literally for everybody, but I think it, it's more valuable for somebody who already has a product or a service that are selling, Right. And now they just need the sales part. Now, Mm -hmm. as a salesperson, what did I learn? Well, I learned so much. Right. I learned that 
that part of those things that you already do in a sale, but you're not like focused in those, like yeah. active listening and understanding the product to the T to know exactly what you can offer them if they need it, how they need it. So I think uh, you can learn from different perspectives. Obviously it, it's going to be based on your background, but I also met a lot of people that they were trying to become coaches, right? Mm. And that they had something like a program or something. And then they themselves were trying to uh, learn it, work with more successful people in their industry to see what they were doing, right? And eventually migrate to their own thing. So I think that, that was actually pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I'm not saying I'm I'm opposed to that idea yet, right? But for now, this is I'm I'm just following like a different path. Like at some point, I was just like I should be selling uh, remote closing academy because I'm so obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and and that's I think the the important part about it too is, you know, I even with you know some of the old uh, offers that I've been on, and um, you know even some that I've I've you know sold in the past and. You know whether I, I say I'm I'm ashamed to say that I did, but you know a lot of the stuff that some of the, or some of the stuff I've sold in the past, I knew that it worked, but maybe presented it in a little bit of a a different way that that you know made it. How do I put this without sound, sounding terrible? Is <laughs> I knew that the offer was good, but I knew that it was for a very specific person. But when I was able to get around, you know, something like RCA, where I fully I believe in it, right, and know that it helps people. I know that it can change lives. Like, I mean, getting on podcasts like this, like it's really amazing to see how, you know, a a course, right. And a program and a community is able to, to help people change their lives. You know what I mean? Um, so being, being really sold on the product yourself is, is like step number one in being able to sell it. Um, so, so I guess the, the next part that I'm curious on, cause you kind of touched on it too. And, and within the wind post, you know, a lot of times when people listening to, or listen to these episodes, they're like, well, you know, what did she, what, what are the wins, right? Like what's, you know, how much money did you make? Things like that. We don't have to touch specifically on the, on the money aspect of it, but you know, what are some of the, um, you know, just some of the successes that you've seen so far since, since jumping into RCA. Uh, so just in terms of the money, I'm starting a new job in this 400, uh, 600, uh, fortune 600 company and the money is there, right? So I have all these mentors and coaches and they're making like a hundred thousand, 200, 300, 600 a year. Right. And something that's important, and we go back to probably the beginning of this call, is that you cannot expect to make that money when people have been in the industry for seven years, five years, 10 years, right? All you have to do is understand that you can actually get there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's very important because, yes, it's very cool to, to, to think like, oh, yeah, I can make uh, 15K, uh, 50K a month. Sure. If you have the skills, if you have the right company, if you have the mindset, because it just doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in my win post, I actually posted that when I first worked with this company, this is like five years ago, every single month from day one, I was making 25K. Okay. But I do want to tell everybody, this is like before COVID. Things were very, very different. Right. In the remote world, uh, Aaron, and you know this probably better than me, people are flaky. You know, people are like, 
Oh, I cannot hear. Bye. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's crazy. The world is crazy out there. People don't, people are really willing to sacrifice their integrity. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to be even better. So, you know, it's like, it's that idea of like, things are not getting better. Things are getting worse. So if you're not yet working on that skill, in the sales skill, in the mindset skill, forget about the money. <laughs> you can't yeah. think about money when you are not even prepared to survive in this after COVID economy, right? So yeah, I mean, money is there. And, and by the way, just touching about money. Okay, guys, the wealthiest people in the world are only three kinds, okay? One, business owners. Two, investors that already had money and started investing. Three, salespeople. It's crazy, right? So it's like you're either a business owner or, or a CEO, an investor or a salesperson. So if you're average like me, right? If you try everything, but you cannot wear 40 hats the same day, the same day at the same time, sales is pretty much your other best option and the foundation to actually get you where you want to be. It's the foundation. So yes, money will come, but you first have to build that. And sales is definitely the industry uh, that will never change, right? It's like recession proof, COVID proof, end of the world proof. And <laughs> I mean, because everything else can change. You know, I, I heard this like many years ago, like, Successful people do not ask themselves when they're creating a company or a product, what is it going to change in the next 10 years? They actually ask themselves what is not going to change in the next 10 mm. years, right? And that is sales. Like it's not going to change. It's not going to go away. The skill set is always going to be needed. It's going to make the difference between ourselves and artificial intelligence pretty much. Mm -hmm. you know, that's the difference. So Forget about the money if you can for one second. I know that's the most appealing part, but it's the fact that it's bulletproof. It's always going to be there. And it's definitely one of the careers that can make you ma make more money. You know, I cannot wait back, wait to come back with my dad and say, hey, dad, I actually made money as a salesperson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, be it's exciting. exactly. It's the same thing. Um, and I know you, you mentioned it a while ago, but, um, you know, with uh, with my dad, too, it's it's always not that like, I mean, obviously I love my dad and like we, you know, he lives like super close to me. So we see, see each other a lot, but it's, uh, it's almost like that. I don't know if this is the same with you, but it's like a, almost like a playful competition. Like I'm not, it's like, dad, I hate you. Like I'm going to succeed because you thought that I was going to fail. Like, it's not like that. Right. It's like, it's more of, you know, I can say that like a lot of what, you know, his motivations and, you know, him maybe being a little bit of doubtful at first was a, as a huge motivation to me you know because i was like I i'm gonna be able to do it thing. is I it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess we'll, yeah <laughs> i guess i'll have to ask uh ask somebody else on when they come on here and see if it's the same um <laughs> so no, but you know what I, I i surround myself with uh male friends and i'm telling you it's it's a thing for you guys you know and it's, it's I guess. you guys are our players you guys are hunters you guys are like competitors right yeah um, 
unfortunately, uh, that's the male side that we have to bring out as women. Uh, but no, for me and my dad is more like, I just want to have a peaceful life. And my dad also just wants me to have a peaceful life. Uh, he knows life is not easy. And even if I were practicing as an attorney, it's still sales. Mm You know, like it's still sales. Like people It's just say, who like, you're oh, selling. Like who who if you have you to sell. were an attorney, you would make so much money. No, like I know a lot of attorneys and they're broke because they don't know how to sell. Because now you have two jobs. You have to be really good at what you do and then also really good at sales, right? So sales is the foundation for independent professionals, for small businesses, for big companies, for people that want to get to the um, C-level executive sort of thing. They're selling themselves. So that's why I'm so obsessed with RCA because people think it's to get to a monetary goal. No, it's to get farther in life in anything and everything that you're doing. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And, and, you know, with a lot of stuff that we do in marketing, too, is is we're constantly trying to figure out like how because like you said, it is it is the most appealing part. Right. But it's also like kind of juggling with, um, you know, what is what is legal and what is not. Right. So a lot of like our marketing conversations these days have been like, how do we you know, how do we create that? Uh, that environment without talking so much about about the money and more about the impact that it can make and learning these high value skills that that you never have to. I don't think you can, to be honest with you, because people are so there's like different areas of our brains. Right. And in the first area is the area of survival. OK, and if you don't fulfill that area then you cannot really pass the other ones. Mm -hmm. So if people are in the survival mode, which 99% are, then you have to fulfill that one first. And the way that you do it is by saying, hey, this is how much money you're going to make. Mm -hmm. And now they feel like, oh, okay, if I can make that much money, right, then my needs are covered. My survival needs are covered, right? That's why marketing is always about like, just cover that survival, like instinct, that immediate yeah. need. And then that's why people are like, well, that's not exactly what's going on. Dude, well, <laughs> it happens for other people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's really hard, I think, because, you know, you have like to cover people's survival modes. And again, you know, this is actually really cool that we're talking about it here because after COVID, this survival thing is super like, messed up right now people mm. got used to sur survive with like nothing in their houses just like almost in a cave yeah. for two years they they're thinking i don't know what they're thinking actually but you know it feels like people people feel like they can stay in that same state for another two or three years 10 years 20 it's not and things are still getting worse before they come back but there's no going back to normal. But a lot of people are like frozen or they don't want to take action. And so you have to literally address like the most basic fundamental survival needs because that's the mode they're in right now. Mm -hmm. And until they don't actually see what's going on and they're like in panic mode, absolutely panic mode, uh, they won't react. They're not reacting. They don't see it. Um, people don't have money. You know, that's a lot of people don't have money. I should not say people don't have money. A lot of people don't have money or they're not 
understanding how to invest it in themselves to make more money. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that 10K a month works fine. And there's people making that. So it's always honest. That's the first thing, right? Like if you know that other people are making that kind of money thanks to your program, that's always honest. Yeah, one thing that you just said, because this is a, is a great transition to, to one of the last questions here, but you know, you just said, um, I don't know exactly the, the quote, but you know, people need to learn that they need to invest in themselves in order to get to get further. So what, like, what would you say for someone that isn't used to that? They're like, oh, you know, I need to hold money to my chest. What if, you know, there's another COVID tomorrow and the recession and, you know, inflation and all this stuff. Like, what would you say to that person? That's just a little, a little scared. <clears throat> I think context is so important. I think perspective is so important. So usually when I get asked a question like this, I want to give different options, sure. right? So we're all in a different situation, right? Like if you have $5,000 in your bank account and you have a family of three um, and you are not willing or in, the situ in a position to put in the work to learn mm. a skill, right? Then no, hold on to that money and pray to God because you're in trouble. Okay. Yeah. Like, honestly, that is not everything is for everyone. Right. But if you are in a position where you can invest in yourself, where this is not going to take away the money of your family to survive or anything like that, or even if you're young and, or whatever, you're single. And if you die because you're starving all by yourself, but you still give it a shot, that's still good. You know, life is about taking action. It's not about taking risk. It's about taking, uh, mm. I don't know how to say the word in English, but it's basically to take risk that you can measure. A calculated risk. Yes. It's, it's, what mm -hmm. did you say? Calculated risk. Yeah, exactly. Calculated risk, right? Yes, having a lot of faith, but I'm going to say that faith is also very misunderstood. Faith means that you put action. Faith doesn't mean sit down and pray and, you know, things are going to go well. No, no. Faith means like, I believe in what I cannot yet see. Mm. Right. But I'm still going to do it. And you have to put in the faith that you're going to do it and it's going to happen because you've seen other people do it. And they're not extraordinary people. They're just like you, but they put in the work. So, yeah, I hope it helps. No, that's I, and I love that you that you took it a step back to like give that context, because I think that's what a lot of a lot of we'll say like I wouldn't say fake testimonials, but you've seen them out there where people are like, oh, yeah, put your last, you know, put all of your money and get a credit card and put out a, like just all this stuff of like you need to do it. There's no other option. It's like it's not that it's like it's going to be different for each and every person based on your own circumstances. Like it's not going to be a, a cut right. and dry thing for everyone. No, this is ethical, right? Like we're, we're trying to run an ethical business, not an unethical business. Like all the people that put their money in crypto stuff, like literally, I mean, that is what I'm talking about when I say risk, stupid risk, gambling mm. risk. It's totally not up to you. When you're learning a skill, it's totally up to you. You know, I, I mean, not totally, because if you're buying a class, a curse or whatever, then it's also part of that, you know, success that that you need to rely on to actually become really good at something. But there's there's more in your side on, on your side that you can control 
and just crypto. The problem is that, again, people want fast money. People don't want to work for that money. People hope that the market goes up or, you know, they're hoping for an unrealistic miracle. They're, mm. they're, they're literally having too much faith of like, hey, yeah, God's going to come and help me and change the market or something. Yeah. Faith doesn't mean that. Faith means being able to do things in a position where you're where you want to be and just knowing that you're not there yet but if you keep taking action it can happen for you yeah yeah thank you for for adding that context there so last question um and so this is this is assuming that okay you had that first conversation with someone that's eh, like should i invest should i not now you're talking to the one that's like okay i think this is going to be a good calculated risk for me but i've been burned in the past by other programs is this going to work? Like, what would you say to someone that's on the fence about jumping in into RCA? In the fence about, okay. So if we're comparing it to other programs, um, this is more like a personal perspective just because I've done so many, so much due diligence, right. As an attorney, as an entrepreneur. Uh, but I would say, again, this is just Tasha's experience, right. It's like, I have not really seen, other programs like RCA. Okay. Neither I need to. That's the cool thing I like about this program, right? Because sometimes you find something and you're like still shopping around because it just doesn't, doesn't really meet your needs. What I've seen here is that it really does uh, to any level of people. You know, if like, if, even if you're really advanced, you guys have it all because after RCA, you're also connecting people with uh, like if you're super talented, you have a job for them, right? So if you're in defense of doing it, I would say you're going to lose more money and more time by going out there and still shopping around. Like if, like you're always going to be doing that and you just have to understand that this is great. I, w I would say good enough, but no, it's actually great. And it will provide the support that you need if you put in the time and if you come to the community. Honestly, I'm not the best at always reaching out. Uh, but if you do, there is a community for you, right? Like right here, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm sharing with everybody. So do it. Do it because if you are committed, RCA is the other um, percentage that you need. I know. Maybe let me talk about the Pareto law. I don't know if everybody's familiar with Pareto, but Pareto says that 80% uh, of your results come from 20% of your effort, right? Mm -hmm. And it applies in many different situations. And I think that's what RCA is. You know, it's RCA is that 20% that can allow you to have 80% results. So put put the pressure on the system, take it, take it off from you and go for it. Amazing. Tosh, thank you so much for spending. I mean, we've been talking for almost an hour. So I told you 30 minutes and uh, it felt like it was, you know, 15 because you're you're dropping a lot of yeah, really good stuff yeah. here. So um, first of all, I just want to say I appreciate you coming on and and, uh, you know, spending the time with us here. And, um, you know, any any like last parting words, like anything you would say to someone or any anything that's on your mind that you, you want to throw out there? Reach out to people, you know, uh, every every journey is different. Entrepreneurial enter, entrepreneurship is hard. Sales is hard. It's worth it. Uh, you are in a position to change people's lives. And I just want to share with people my definition of sales. Uh, salesperson 
a salesperson is a very educated facilitator of somebody else to make a decision, an educated decision. You're not pushing anybody. You're not forcing anybody. We're all adults here. So we're just facilitating that decision. So, and I think actually I want to bring up some of the one concept that Colt uses, which is healthy stress, right? Mm. Like, let's be honest, we, we're not ready to make decisions. There's so many that we make every single day that we're uh, burned out of making decisions. So as a salesperson, you're there literally as a support to help this person instead of doing all these crazy due diligence to help them understand if your product or service can actually serve them, how, and facilitate that. And that is what a great salesperson is. Thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, back even one of the very first things that you said of, uh, you know, the, the connotation of the word salesperson or salesman, right? It's, uh, you know, a lot of people when, when I've even made a video about this, cause I think it's, it's such a important concept of, you know, people always think of salesmen and they, they compare it or, 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 uh, what's the word they, uh, put it with, you know, the used car salesman, right? This like very negative, like connotation concept of the word sales. So, um, Thank you for giving that definition. I think we'll have to we'll have to put that on a put that on a t-shirt. I think that's it was really, really good. good. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out here, Tasha. Once again, thank you for for hanging out with us. And uh, if you're listening on on YouTube, on the podcast apps, anything like that, um, down in the show notes in the description of this episode, we'll have just a full on video that Cole uh, breaks down. It's about 16, 17 minutes that breaks a little bit more down of remote closing, what it is, how you can get uh, more involved with the industry. It's not a sales video um, at the end of it out of, you know, full disclosure. If you want to learn more about what it is like to work with us and, and at RCA, then, uh, you know, there is a, a link to, to learn a little bit more about there. But the video itself is very much so just, a, you know, 15, 20 minute video of Cole breaking down his uh, his process. So click down in the show notes in the description. Check that out. And also make sure to follow us on YouTube or on the uh, on the podcast apps to get more content just like this. So anyway, guys, enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you soon. Peace.